Hello again, and welcome to the program. With the war going on in Israel right now, I thought it would be a good idea to look at some Bible battles and examine in the light of what's happening in Israel. First, we're going to look at some battles that they lost. They fought the Amalekites in Numbers chapter 14, and they lost. Why? Well, God's people were at the border of the Promised Land. Moses sent in 12 men, one from each tribe, to spy out the land. Joshua and Caleb said, It is a land that flows with milk and honey. They said, Let us go up at once and possess it. The other two spies said, We cannot go up against these people. Now all the people are going to have to make a decision. What will the response of the people be? Well, Numbers 14.1, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the congregation of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land, to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain, and let us return unto Egypt. Well, Joshua and Caleb tried to reason with the people. How'd that go? Verse 10, they, all the congregation bade stone them with stones. Well, they lost the battle. Why? Numbers fourteen twenty three says, Surely they shall not see this land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you according to the whole number from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. And the men which murmured, and the men which Moses sent to search the land, who returned and made all the congregation to murmur, they stirred them up, they made them to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land. Even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. They ignored the warnings of Moses. Moses said, don't go up. Go not up. Don't go against that enemy. God's not with you. 42, go not up, for the Lord is not among you, that ye be not smitten before your enemies. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you, and ye shall fall by the sword, because ye have, are turned away from the Lord. Therefore, the Lord will not be with you. But they presumed to go up under the hilltop. Nevertheless, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and Moses departed not out of the camp. The Amalekites came down, and the Canaanites which dwelt in that hill, and smote them, and discomforted them, even unto Hormah. They lost the battle. Why? Because they turned away from the Lord. You want to win the battles? walk with the Lord. They lost the battle with the Philistines in 1 Samuel verses, uh, chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. We read in verse 2, Israel was smitten before the Philistines, and they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. Why? Well, Deuteronomy 5, God said, ye shall walk in the ways of the Lord. Jeremiah 6, 16, they said, we will not walk therein. Well, we had no choice but to choose, but the problem is, if you make a good choice, you get good consequences. If you make a bad choice, you get bad consequences. They said, we will not walk therein, and what happened? Israel was smitten before the Philistines, 
and they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. Now Israel won a lot of battles. Abraham fought at night to receive his possessions and his nephew Lot in Genesis 14. They won that battle. Gideon with his 300 soldiers in Judges chapter 7. They won the battle of the Red Sea, Exodus 14. Moses in Numbers 3 fought with the Midian, Numbers 31 I should say, fought with the Midianites and then Moses and Joshua together they fought in Exodus chapter 17 and they won. There are several other battles here in Joshua 7, Joshua chapter 10, Joshua 11 where Moses and Joshua fought together. Saul fought a battle in 1 Samuel and he won. Then he fought several other battles, 1 Samuel 15 and 1 Samuel 13, and David, he fought his battles, are listed here. David battled in, in 1 Samuel 23, and he fought a battle in 1 Samuel chapter 30, and David had a battle in 2 Samuel chapter 5. It just seems like there's always another battle. 2 Samuel 17 and 18, he fought another battle, and they won their battles because God was with them. Well, we're into this time now when we have these end-time battles. There's references to them throughout scriptures. We'll look at some of them, not all of them. Psalm 83, 4, they have said, come and let us cut off from, cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. That's exactly what's going on today. That doesn't mean Psalm 83 is what's happening today in Israel, uh, but it's interesting. Study it out. Ezekiel 38 Verse 15, And thou shalt come from thy places out of the north part, and many people with thee. And it says there's going to be a mighty army from Gog. Uh, Ezekiel 38, check it out. Then in Revelation 6 and 8, there's a great battle that goes on there. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword. One-fourth part of the population in this battle will be destroyed. One battle, one-fourth part, that is 1.5 billion people will die in that one battle. Revelation 9, we have another battle, and if you look down to verse 15 here, uh, the, 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 what's left, a third part of them are going to be uh, killed with the sword. The number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000. Then Revelation 19, there's a great battle. I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth make he doth judge and make war. That's the Lord. He's going to make war. And hey, I read the last chapter. We win. Now, what about all these battles? What perspective should we have concerning the present battle that's going on? Well, you need to study them very, very carefully. Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2 says that there's going to be a falling away, verse number 3. Well, there's a lot of discussion on what that means. Some people say that means the rapture. Some people say, no, that means apostasy. Well, the phrase there, falling away, the Greek is apostasia. It only occurs in one other scripture, and that is Acts 21, 21, where Paul was being criticized for forsaking uh, Moses. That's the same word, uh, apostasia. You're forsaking what Moses taught. And so the only two references we have to this word might be that it refers to the apostasy. Uh, the, best, the best commentary on Scripture is 
scripture. However, there's a great application here also uh, as far as there's a difference between interpreting a verse and making applications from it. And the rapture is a great application. It's going to happen at the same time when there is an apostasy. But what we need to be careful of is not jumping to conclusions. I've heard someone say the only exercise some people get is jumping to conclusions. You can't you can't take a verse and take it out of context and say, yep, that's the swore. That Psalm 83 sounds like it unless you study it very carefully. There's good reason to believe it's not this. It might be just a snapshot of what is coming. In any event, uh, you know, I've been I've been doing broadcasts. I've been having an outreach ministry for over 50 years. It has never been my intention to get people to believe what I believe. It has been my desire to get people to think. Do your own thinking. Get into the Word of God. Study it and see if it be so. Uh, you know, Paul the Apostle, he said, he said that he, when he preached those at Berea, he said they search the Scriptures daily to see if these things be so. Yeah, if they're going to search the Scripture on what Paul the Apostle said, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament and was inspired of God, and he commended them for checking the book to see what he said, how much more should you check the book to see what I'm saying? I don't want you to believe what I believe. I would very much like you to study to show yourself approved a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, what we do know concerning the wars, first Thessalonians 5, 1 and 2, But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that that day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. First Thessalonians 5, 4 through 6 says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day, which are not of the night nor of the darkness, Therefore, let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. The thing is, we are here for such a time as this. We could have been born 200 years ago. We could have been born 500 years ago or 1,000 years ago. We're not. We're here right now, and we're not here by accident. So what do we need to do? Well, one thing, Ephesians 6:11, redeeming the time because the days are evil, wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not unwise, understand the will of the Lord. Well, one thing is the will of the Lord. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel even unto the end of the world. And the end of the world hasn't happened yet. So we know we should be doing that and doing it much more than ever because time is short. Then Ephesians 6.18 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand in the, against the wiles of the devil. Study Ephesians 6.10-18 and be sure to make it a reality in our lives. That's what we need to be doing right now. And then, we're going to talk about this in a future program in a little more detail. Matthew 24.4 says, Take heed that no man deceive you. There's a lot of deception in the last stage. In Matthew 24, the disciples have said, what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the age? And, and three times in that first part of that portion of Scripture, and exactly four times altogether in that chapter, he said, take heed that no man deceive you. A lot of deception going on today. So there you go. Examined in the light 
of the war that is happening in Israel, Bible battles, there's a lot of them in there. Uh, study those battles and look at what's going on today. And here's the secret. Get up in the morning and say, all right, I'm, such a, I'm here for such a time as this. What would you have me to do today in my circle of influence? There you go. That's a good idea. Here's another good idea. Be sure and be with us for the next program.